This episode is in partnership with Gloss Genius. Made for salons and spas, Gloss Genius is the only business management and payments platform that makes it easy to grow revenue and enhance the client experience, which we are all about here on The Treatment Room. From a beautiful online booking site to powerful marketing tools and low payment processing rates, Gloss Genius empowers you to run your full salon or spa in a stylish and smart way while feeling supported at every step. For 50% off for two months, go to glossgenius.com slash signup and enter code TTRSPRING or check the show notes for details. Now let's get back to the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Treatment Room Podcast with your host, Tessa Zolli. It feels so good to be back on the mic, just us. We have a little solo community episode for you today. I have had a bunch of very interesting and very diverse guests on the podcast as of late. If you guys haven't listened to those episodes, I think it's worth going back and catching the last few. I had my friend Ashley Coffey, who is a nutritionist on the podcast. We talk about optimizing your health and nutrition. I also had my good girlfriend, Isabel McLeod, on the show. She is a new business owner with a boutique spa business in San Francisco, California. So we talk all things marketing how to start a new business, and all of Isabel's tips and tricks of the trade. She also gives a great resource list for those of you who are always asking, how can I improve my education? Where can I get more new information? Go check out Isabel's episode, and we have it all listed in the show notes for you. We also recently had Dr. Ben Johnson of Osmosis Beauty on the podcast. You guys have really been buzzing about his episode on social media. So many of you loved the episode, even though it was a little bit different. It's great to hear you guys like hearing a little bit of a new perspective, even if you don't fully agree with it. I always think those types of guests are interesting as well because it helps you to sharpen your own case. If you don't agree, it helps you to think about why you don't agree and to develop your knowledge a little bit. So for today's episode, I have sourced questions from you. And by the way, if you're not following me on Instagram, I suggest you go follow along there. My handle is at my SD Tessa. It's always linked in every episode, but on my Instagram is where I post weekly question boxes. And really this is your opportunity to chime in, give me an idea for an episode that would help you personally in your career. So you can always write in with your suggestions. I love getting those ideas for show ideas. So no idea is like too big or too small. I love hearing them all. And it gives me a lot of new creative ideas and just motivation because I want to make episodes that are helpful to you. You can also always write in with a specific question, whether it relates to a skin condition, spa business, aesthetics. If I don't know the answer, I will try to find somebody who does. And I also love your questions because they help me grow. And what I believe makes a great provider and a great 
not even great, above, above great exceptional esthetician is one that is always willing to take in new information, learn and grow. I think one of the key characteristics of a really solid esthetician has to be curiosity. You have to always be excited and willing to grow and learn. And the cool thing about aesthetics is that it is rapidly changing and evolving. There are always going to be new products, new trends, new services, new lasers, new treatments, new things on the market. So there's truly an endless amount of information and education that we can grow and learn from. And really, we should never get too comfortable. There's no esthetician, no matter how many years they've been in the business, no matter how many followers they have, there's never anyone who knows everything. And I like to say, get a little bit comfortable with being uncomfortable, not knowing everything. And the moment you feel like you know it at all, know it all is the moment you need to get out there, expose yourself to some new things and new ideas, because that is truly how we grow. And you will find in this industry, your clients are always coming to you with the latest and so-called greatest. And it is really up to us as the professionals to have a standpoint and to educate ourselves. And even if we don't know the answer already, just be willing to seek it out. I think that is what makes an exceptional provider. And it's it's what has really pushed me, I'd say, beyond the bare minimum. When people say, you know, you seem like you know a lot for somebody who's new-ish to the industry, I credit that to being very curious and hungry <laughs> to learn more and to seek out the best experts for information and knowledge. So that said, I also wanted to say a little bit about me in case you're just tuning in for the first time, which I know is always a possibility with podcasts. So a little bit about me. I am a licensed esthetician. I own Tessa's Skin, which is a little bit unique from a lot of aesthetics practices in that my business is solely virtual. I don't see anyone in person. I am all online, which is kind of a crazy concept that was born from the pandemic, but I found there is such great progress, so many results and ways to change people's lives actually without touching their skin. So I tend to specialize in inflammatory skin conditions. I see a lot of acne, a lot of rosacea, hyperpigmentation, and compromised skin types. Barrier repair and corneotherapy is really at the heart of my business, which is why I really rarely ever go in with aggressive actives or just, you know, even strong, potent actives classic acne medications or exfoliants because I really like to get to know the person whose skin I'm working on and give them the tools to evaluate 
rehabilitate and strengthen their skin through lifestyle adjustments and topical solutions. So that's what I do in my practice. I am also studying nutrition at the moment through the National Academy of Sports Medicine, and I recently launched my very own skincare brand, Free Skin by Tessa, which will also be linked in the show notes. I launched with two cleansers, and my entire brand right now consists of two cleansers, likely more to come, wink, wink, but these cleansers really started it all. Corneotherapy is also really ingrained in my products, and it is the resounding methodology of everything I want to put on the market because I am seeing so much inflammation, such an increase in inflammation and people using more and more products, more and more aggressive products and treatments and tools. So I really wanted to focus on rehabbing the skin. And I felt there was this white space in the cleanser market for the types of cleansers that would actually improve the condition of the skin. And the feedback on these cleansers has literally been all positive. And the people buying my products have not been like my direct friends and family. A little bit of that. And you'll be surprised if you ever start a brand to see the people who rally around you you know, aren't always just your your friends and family. They're people who understand you and, you know, what you bring to the table. I think people are really drawn to people more so than just brands. People want to hear a story. They want to see your expect- expertise and they want to connect to people. And I really felt like there was this entire category of very inflamed and problematic, chronically problematic skin types that are not receptive to typical treatments. And I felt like this whole category of people was just being told, look for a fragrance-free cleanser. Like it doesn't matter what the ingredients are, how they are sourced, the quality, just look for simple and look for fragrance-free. And I really feel there is so much more to rehabilitating skin. So that is where Undo and Low Foam come in. Undo is a makeup removing pre-cleanse. Low Foam also has the ability to remove makeup, but this is actually a foaming cleanser and it is not your classic stripping or drying foaming cleanser. So I really basically wanted to disrupt the category of fragrance-free cleansers and allow them to improve the skin. You always hear people saying, I don't wash my face in the morning because I'm afraid it's going to strip and dry out my skin and I have this and this type of condition and therefore I can't use a cleanser. And As an esthetician, I know there's so much value to properly cleansing the skin and removing that superficial oil and debris and then treating the skin and protecting it and starting fresh every single morning. So I don't believe in, you know, the jargon that cleansing has to be the stripping event. I think it can really bring the skin back to a state of homeostasis. So that is what I celebrate in my products. And then you have low foam, which again, 
I feel like you always hear the statement, foaming cleansers are drying and stripping. So I wanted to find a way to create a foam and I derive my foaming agent through sodium lauryl oat amino acids. So unlike SLS, this type of foaming agent allows us to remove debris, but also soothe and hydrate and rebalance skin at the same time. And I also wanted to create a double cleansing system, products that were meant to work synergistically. So my clients aren't mixing and matching, trying to find the perfect double cleansing practice. I wanted to create it for them and provide that foundation that was going to take out the guesswork that was going to be safe for these high levels of inflammation, whether it is rosacea or somebody is concerned with congestion. I was also realizing that a lot of the makeup removing types of products were actually adding more kind of chaos into the equation by leaving a film behind, leaving behind residue and not properly cleansing the skin. So that is my skincare brand. And of course, I am very focused on social media and putting out educational content. My social media really started with YouTube. That was my very first outlet. I think I got on there maybe four years ago and we are just celebrating 15,000 followers on YouTube, which is crazy and is a total testament to the community and how much you guys love connecting with fellow estheticians and expanding your knowledge. From there, my Instagram was born, then the podcast, and we're also on TikTok now, which has been really, really fun. I I think TikTok is fun. Um, <laughs> it's definitely a, I'd say you're exposed to a broader range of people. People feel very anonymous as opposed to Instagram. So TikTok can feel a little intense if you catch it at the wrong time. But I also love the community on TikTok and how much education and passion there is for skincare on that platform. So that is a little bit about me since I have talked off your ear. Let's go ahead and get into our listener questions. Okay, kicking it off with a question from Skin Essentials by Sam. She asks, what do you think of image skincare? (laughs) Okay, you guys always love to hit me with the specific brand questions. Okay, I have some some different thoughts, so let's unpack a few things. I feel like one thing that is so important to say is that I feel like it's important as providers for us to not knock other brands just because we didn't decide to carry them ourselves. And of course, everyone is always entitled to their honest opinion. But what I find to be true is people are, of course, very biased based on what they have decided to carry for their own spa. But these decisions are always based on the unique practice and what somebody treats in that practice. So I think we should always take like estheticians' opinions of other lines with a grain of salt, understand there could be more to the brand story. And I'm I'm somebody who 
tries to be very cautious because I know, you know, other estheticians may look to what I'm saying or people who are new to the industry, which is a big portion of my audience. And I would never want somebody to just take my opinion because it's not something I use or, you know, rave about. It doesn't mean it couldn't be right for them. So that said, just always take these things with a grain of salt. And I would encourage you to do your own research and perhaps seek out a provider who does carry that line because there are obviously costs involved in bringing on any line. So, a provider has likely thought a lot about the lines they want to bring into their treatment room. So that might be an unpopular opinion, but I think that is a great way to learn more about a line. And when it comes to image skincare, it's not a line I carry myself. It was actually one of the first lines I ever did work with. We used it in aesthetic school, and I really did fall in love with image when I was in school, we used a couple of lines. We used Glytone, we used Dermalogica, and Image Skincare. And of those three, I felt the most connected to Image. I went to a lot of events, I used a lot of their products, and I did always find that, you know, the product quality was great. Not only are they very results driven, but they are also very elegant, cosmetically elegant. They're very enjoyable to use. So I think for, you know, that specific type of client who's looking for results and cosmetic elegance, doesn't mind the element of fragrance. I think it can be a beautiful line. Now, something I also think we should consider is what is the brand's motto? What is their slogan? What are they based on? So image has the slogan age later. And again, every brand is going to have their own slogan. So just from this slogan, you can learn a lot more about the line than just, you know, looking at, at, at the brand itself. That tells you that their focus really is aging. And I find image creates branding around a sort of comprehensive treatment type of <laughs> philosophy that involves products and lifestyle as well. They are very much focused on the health of the skin and anti-aging, brightening. Um, vitamin C was the first product that Image was really known for. So when I think of Image, I really think of their specific Vital C line. I think that is definitely a high point of the line. And I think when you talk about Image, people are normally talking about the Vital C line, the serums, the moisturizer. Um, I believe they've changed their formula for SPFs lately, but I used to really enjoy their SPF. So I think there are a few things every line is going to really do well. And I think that is where Image's strength lies. Now, for me, as somebody who treats a lot of like unpredictable skin, super sensitized skin, a lot of acne, probably 80% of my clients are concerned with 
acne as their main chief concern. For me, image wasn't a line and I did dabble with it when I first started my practice. I just found for me, and again, take this with a grain of salt and as my personal opinion, it didn't have enough emphasis on acne that I would be able to survive and give my clients the results they were after just with their um, clear cell products. I personally didn't find the results were incredibly mind-blowing. And I don't think Image thinks of itself as like a go-to acne line. They do have products that can treat it. Estheticians out there might use Image and they might say something completely different. So again, that's where their opinion comes in. But I don't think of it as like an acne treatment line. I tend to think of the clientele who uses Image as maybe, you know, somebody in their... 30s and beyond who is more concerned with brightening, wants to love the elegance of the products, definitely get results as far as brightening and anti-aging concerns, but I don't think of an acne client immediately. So that's my my perspective on image. I know they're also big on their Yana collagen shots, which from my nutrition schooling and research when it comes to collagen or vitamin E supplements, the research seems a little bit lacking and and more information I think is needed as to how taking these supplements internally can without a doubt improve the quality and integrity of the skin. So to me, the collagen shots never really resonated with me and that almost stood out as like a little bit gimmicky, but there are definitely products within Image that I think are like superstar products and really lovely to use. But that is my honest take on Image. Again, I think it's a great line, but wouldn't be suitable exactly for my specific needs. And that's something you really want to ask yourself when you are bringing on a line. Um, And, you know, if I were to bring an Image, it doesn't mean I, you know, wouldn't have clients who could use it and people who wouldn't benefit from it, but there were just other lines I felt would directly meet my client's needs while including a lot of those anti-aging and brightening elements as well. But like, I definitely have image products I like. So that is my two cents on image. The next question also comes from Skin Essentials by Sam, and she says, how did you develop your cleaning and massage technique? I'm having a hard time flowing. So Sam, I definitely resonate with this question, and I wanted to answer it, and my heart really goes out to you because I think when you're a new esthetician, this is something that most of us struggle with. It's difficult, especially if your school didn't give you a lot of time, you know, working hands-on on clients. And I, I definitely did not develop my cleansing and massage style in school. School for me was really about getting familiar with with touching skin, doing basic protocols, getting a feel for things so I could perform, you know, a basic facial and remember all of the steps and understand why I was doing what I was doing. But yeah, it's almost so new to you that it just doesn't feel natural in that very early beginning stage. And 
when I had my first job out of aesthetic school, I would say I didn't even really develop my style there because there weren't any estheticians that I was learning alongside. I didn't have a boss that was an esthetician. She was actually a cosmetologist. So I didn't really have somebody to learn from personally. And it's something worth thinking about. Is the job that you're going to choose going to put you in a position where you can really look to others and learn from others, especially estheticians who have more experience or a boss who is personally invested in your development? I did find that at my second job. And it was like once I had that job, a whole new world opened up to me. I was a very green, brand new SD. I was I think into my second year of having my license, still very new, very green. Everybody on the team at the second job was very seasoned. Like they had been there <laughs> like seven plus years. So it was definitely difficult when I first started there. There was a lot of comparison going on, but this is where you have an advantage if you're not the like smartest person in the room or you don't have the most experience. I really had to level up to these other experienced estheticians to like earn and keep my spot. So in the beginning, it was so overwhelming. I felt just like kind of a dark horse who was not qualified to be there. I felt like, you know, at any moment I could be fired, which I wasn't, thankfully. Um, but I definitely had my share of mistakes and client feedback of people saying like, you know, it just wasn't the feeling I'm used to compared to the, these other people on staff. And I had to take that criticism and really level up and get serious. When you get that feedback from a client, even if it's one out of 100 people, you don't think about the 99 people that were happy. You think about the one person who complained. And that should be fuel to your fire to get back on that horse, really open your eyes, and take a good look at the people within aesthetics, within this category who are really excelling. So this is what I did. I looked to people who were experienced in massage, people like Narita Joy, Noi Skincare, Casey Boone, estheticians whose specialty is that massage therapy and physical touch. You can go to any of these people's accounts. Some of them, like Narita, even have additional YouTube videos or classes. I know Narita now hosts a massage class. Um, Casey Boone, I believe, offers something similar where she is you know able to showcase her massage style and show you more about the actual technique involved. My friend SD Alex is also a really really good one to mention. She has magical hands. She is blowing up on Instagram. Alex, I'm proud of you. Um, but she offers a class as well. So there are definitely estheticians that offer specific massage therapy classes and I think that is something that every esthetician who is focused on skin should be willing to improve upon and take more classes. I'll give one more resource. <laughs> Michelle Phelan is also incredible, 
incredibly skilled when it comes to massage therapy. She is a licensed massage therapist and she also offers her lymphatic drainage course, which was so cool. I took that (laughs) during quarantine at the start of the pandemic. She offers it online, I believe, and in person. So I never got a chance to take the in-person class, but I followed along with her class virtually and I would use my boyfriend as the little dummy and practice the moves. But here is my final thoughts when it comes to cleansing and massage technique. Number one, you really want to make sure you are comfortable. It took me two years to really, I'd say maybe a year and a half to really get comfortable again, because I had that first job. That was my first year in aesthetics where I was not growing. Nobody was watching what I was doing. I had no idea like there were things I was doing that could be done better. And my first year in aesthetics, I think this is somewhat normal, but I had a very timid touch. And I came into this industry thinking that feather light touch is is good and you know people like that really delicate massage and it wasn't until I got into that second job where I had a little bit of a rude awakening and I was told very kindly but basically that my touch was too timid and I had to just get comfortable touching skin Sometimes when you're in a facial, you can feel the provider working on you is afraid to really sink in and touch your skin and put their weight into their hands. And that is one thing that's a giveaway to like you being a newbie and um, just not having that really refined experience. So first, even more than all the movements, make sure your pressure is good and firm. Obviously, we don't want to be too aggressive and hurting anybody, but they the client doesn't want to feel that timidness. And they're not necessarily thinking about all of the fancy moves you're doing. To be quite honest, you could probably have like three to five and they wouldn't know if you were repeating things. But what they will notice immediately, that's just like a subconscious tip off, is your pressure. So you want good pressure. You can even and should check in with your client as to if the pressure is good, especially if you're not like a seasoned vet, it's okay to check in with people. But work on as many friends (laughs) friends, friends, family members, colleagues, as you can get your hands on. I also did this. Oh my gosh, I'm like getting newbie flashbacks. I would ask my stepmom or my sister or Dylan, just really anybody who I was living with or could have over to let me practice on them. And usually your friends and family members are more than happy to be your dummy, especially for massage. People are literally just thinking like, please rub my face. Like, let me sit down, close my eyes, lie back and have somebody rub my face. So don't get so in your head initially about like, oh, my massage doesn't compare to this fancy one I saw on Instagram. I think moves can always be added as you grow and you should try to learn some new moves and incorporate new styles. It's definitely good to have that one kind of signature flow where if you watch Nerida Joy, you can see her signature movements. And this is somebody who works on Jen Garner, like the biggest celebrities, but you'll watch her do a lot of the same movements over and over. And it's the circular motion 
that she does. And she really puts her full body into it without, you know, injuring herself or compromising her posture or anything like that. But you can just tell she does those signature movements very well. And that alone could put somebody to sleep, but she's very focused on thorough cleansing and the nature of what she provides as the therapist. Not so much a million different fancy moves. Again, it's more about the rhythm and the pressure and just getting your client to relax. Once you've mastered that, again, there are so many new classes you can take. There is endless video content and education now on social media where you can watch so many massage techniques, again, from any of the people I listed, Casey, Nerida, Noise Skincare, SD Alex, all of these people have amazing video content so you can watch them and their styles, take little things, make notes of, ooh, that looked really cool. That looks like it felt really good. Ageless Ashley is another really good one. She, I can tell, has taught all of her employees to do kind of her signature move where she's pushing away the um, neck and the collarbone and the shoulder while pushing up. It's almost that like stretch and release movement. And it just takes like a few little new moves to get you excited again. And then you get more comfortable the more you do them. So it really is like riding a bike. I don't give many facials anymore. But once you master that good pressure and learn a few key moves, everything will just get easier and better from there. I used to watch the Dermalogica European facial video that is a little bit outdated by now, but that is the like signature massage routine that we all learned in school. Our school was very good about getting us to master this full routine that included cleanse all the way through the whole facial to massage. So, you know, should we get into a facial and forget a lot of the new things, we had that full routine to fall back on. So I think everybody should have like a full massage routine that they can just do and complete. And remember, like you're going to be repeating this client to client. Of course, you're going to tweak different things, but having that signature you can fall back on and a few moves that feel really, really good that will take you so far. There's so many cool moves out there. A lot of them don't require like intense choreography. There's one that I love to do that's like sort of pinching and pressing on the eyebrows. I wish I could show you. And um, tapping near that temple area where it's a pressure point learning a few things or a few pressure points or a few lymphatic drainage moves that you could do around the eyes, like those will just take it to the next level. So Sam, I really, really hope that helps. Again, if you took anything away from that, it's to find those resources, those people who specialize in massage, watch the videos over and over again, practice on as many people as you can get your hands on, ask for feedback, ask your, ask your friends and family members to speak up when something doesn't feel good or when something does feel really good. Also great to practice on guys, especially guys with beards, because it is a little bit different and you want to transition your moves to work 
toward the grain of the hair rather than against. So that's something to think about. And definitely check out more massage classes if you want to take things to the next level. If you're at that point where you feel like, you know, you could improve and you have the basics down. So cool to see so many estheticians making that their niche and creating their own education that you can watch and hone in on. Okay. Next question comes from Savannah Zanting. And she asks, are the colors of the Glymed products all part of the same line? Do they mean anything? Okay, this is a really, really good question. And yes, so we'll get into the colors, but I also wanted to point out that Glymed has a system that treats skin with these four categories and different brands, including Image, which we just talked about, a lot of brands, and I think Jan Marini as well, they will include similar categories that help you to understand the products. So Glymet has these four categories. Cleanse, of course, these are going to be your cleansers. They're going to work to remove oil, dead skin cells, and environmental pollutants. Debris, which form free radicals. And basically the goal with cleansing is to prepare your skin to receive more nutrients in the treat and balance steps. So treat is the second category. These are products that are intended to deliver vital and effective ingredients to treat your specific skin condition and help restore, replenish, and revitalize your skin. So you can think of your vitamin Cs, your retinols, your AHAs, your exfoliants. These are your treatment products. Category number three is balance. So this is where you're using targeted ingredients to revive your skin's ability to repair and renew. So typically your moisturizers or products that include hydration that help nourish the skin and give it a healthy glow. Last but not least, we have the protect steps. So these are sunscreens. Applying photo age protection ensures your skin's ability to grow and build healthy new skin cells while shielding it from harmful environmental pollutants, debris, and the sun's damaging UVA and UVB rays. And then to answer your question about the colors, yes, the colors do mean something. So I'll break it down. We have our age management category, which is your teal. You have cell science, which is green. These are products that primarily focus on cellular regeneration. We have products that are all considered for men. <laughs> I do use some of the for men products because they're amazing. I love the oil-free SPF and I love the shave cream. Sometimes I've even used <laughs> Dylan shave balm if my skin is a little bit irritated, but this line is gray. So you'll see on the label, the products ha have this gray lettering. Then we have purple, which is the serious action line from Glymed. These are all acne targeted treatments. A lot of estheticians are really great about educating on the fact that many lines go wrong with acne because they are 
purely active ingredients. There is no healing, hydrating, and rebuilding. Some brands are getting a little bit better at this, but if you think of proactive, for example, which was really just all about exfoliation and active ingredients, it's not a sustainable products line for somebody with acne to use long-term because eventually the the active ingredients are working, but there is no rebuilding. There's no strengthening. There's no hydrating. There's no healing going on. And we cannot treat acne without healing the skin. I think I'm going to do an Instagram post on this. I try to be very clear with my acne clients, this little tangent about setting the expectation and about why in our first phase together, I'm not going to give you those more potent, aggressive acne actives because typically my clients are not on professional product before they see me. I don't really know what all they've been using and what their skin can tolerate. And nine times out of 10, when somebody comes to me with acne, they have overstripped, over dried and compromised the skin. And we need to work on flooding that skin with hydration, nutrients, antioxidants, ceramides, humectants before we move on to the classic acne fighting ingredients. But the purple line is serious action and that is Glymed's acne products, which includes products with salicylic acid, benzoyl peroxide. It doesn't mean you couldn't use something from the cell science line to treat an acne client. In fact, it's a really good idea to use that. And I feel like Glymed is good about educating in their webinars, which are an amazing free resource, by the way, if you haven't checked them out. Um, They're really good about reiterating that message that maybe you want to pick one serious action item for your clients, but also focus on other products within the cell science line. For example, Glymed also has their blue label, which is the skin essentials kits. These are little kits that are smaller size products that will give somebody kind of a sampling or a taste of specific products. So that's a good way to get a little kit for somebody who's maybe not ready to invest in the full size. And then lastly, Skin Protection Color Shield is the gold line. This is the SPFs, the powder, the healthy skin powder that Glymed offers. So these are your sun protection products. So that is a little summary of the colors and what all they mean. I would also love to have a Glymed rep on that reminds me to reach out to my contact because I know there are so many questions you guys have about Glymed in general and, you know, frequently asked questions and, you know, little known things about Glymed. I'm truly so impressed with it. And I do talk about it a lot, but that is because it is one of my favorite lines that I offer. It was the first line I brought on. And I feel like because there really is something for everyone, it's just a great one to have. It's so dependable. The products do what they say they're going to do. There's definitely education involved in carrying that line. But I feel like somebody could have Glymet as their only line. I like to incorporate others to get 
different results or, you know, include things that I feel like Glymed doesn't have, but I really do love the line overall and I credit a lot of the knowledge and education I've gained to Glymed. And of course, you can always shop Glymed Plus with my store link. Something to also be aware of is that there is a lot of diversion going on with professional skincare products, especially Glymed, as it becomes more popular and websites are starting to realize people are searching for it. So there are unauthorized retailers like Amazon, probably Walmart, Um, that sell so-called Glymed. It is, again, not an authorized retailer, so the product might be expired. It may not be the actual product you think you are buying, so it's always a good idea to buy from an authorized retailer and support a small business when you can, as opposed to these larger sites like Lovely Skin or, again, Amazon, something like that. And I also love that Glymed is very loyal and helpful to the professional. I think the commission they offer is fair and it's only more motivating for estheticians to use it. And I really appreciate that you have to buy Glymed directly from the professional as opposed to some other lines that have become more consumer facing. Hangry Hazel, which is the best handle ever, she asks, Benzoyl peroxide in the AM and retinol PM, is that okay or do they work against each other? So Hazel, my assumption is that we are treating acne here. And yeah, I don't have too much context, but that's just the assumption based on these products you are using. And, you know, this is where it gets really difficult because All skins are unique. All products are unique in percentage and formulation, the quality of the ingredients, the overall quality of the formula, and the quality of the ingredients being sourced. But typically, I I don't think I have any clients I would put on a routine this aggressive. Um, What I would recommend instead is a product like Jan Marini Duality, which is really very groundbreaking. It is my favorite product for the treatment of acne, both inflamed and non-inflamed lesions. It treats really all types of acne. It is the only product I have found that has completely eliminated my closed comedones on my forehead. That is something I struggled with for years. And it was really hard for me to get those P acne colonies get them down to a place where my forehead wasn't constantly, you know, breaking out in little bumps. So I am forever grateful to Duality and why I love it is it actually combines these ingredients, which we thought to be previously incompatible, benzoyl peroxide and retinol. And you are getting a decent dose of each. So this product is not messing around. You're getting a 10% benzoyl peroxide, which is kind of unheard of, but because the benzoyl peroxide is micronized, it is about 12 times a smaller particle 
size than your traditional benzoyl peroxide. So you're getting that like very potent, effective benzoyl peroxide active ingredient and you're getting it combined with retinol, which, you know, when you come out of SD school, a lot of us learn you can never mix benzoyl and retinol. This is where it's all about the formulator and the formula. And we can't always judge an ingredient label just by specific ingredients. So duality also contains transretinol. It is equivalent to a 0.05% tretinoin. So you're also getting a decent strength of retinol. You're getting a very effective acne management formula. You're getting an you're getting an age management formula because of the benzoyl peroxide. And because we are targeting those acne lesions before they can have a chance to hyperpigment the skin or induce scarring, which eventually creates more inflammation and obvious signs of aging, it's also an age management product in that sense. Lastly, you're getting green tea extract, peptides, and antioxidants. So it's also a very barrier supportive product. But again, it all depends on the person, where they're at in their skin journey. I always like to get somebody prepped to use duality so they can reap even more benefits from using it. I consider it an accelerator. But yeah, that's something I would prefer to use rather than tell my client to use benzoyl peroxide during the day and retinol at night. That is a, a pretty aggressive acne treatment routine. And I... I have a feeling most skins wouldn't be able to tolerate that every single day. And you do want to be able to treat the acne every single day to keep those P. acne bacteria colonies down. So I wouldn't recommend overdoing it. I would prefer to use that morning time to protect your skin with good antioxidants and hydration and really feed the skin and build it back up. That is so underestimated with acne. And I, I see a lot of people who have overdone it themselves and then they seek out the professional help once their barrier has been like ground to smithereens. So healing and hydration and antioxidant protection is so important. And we should consider that Along, alongside with the necessary treatment of acne. The last question I will answer comes from Andres310, and he says, I am a new male esthetician. Any advice going into a predominantly female business? So, Andres, I love this question. Congrats to you, first of all. And I do have my advice and my perspective, but of course I am a woman, so it might be helpful for me to link some of my favorite guys in the industry. So I'll put their handles in the show notes. There are so many great male SDs that I know of, and I'm sure they would not mind your DM if you wanted to ask them how it's been for them and what their real experience has been because they have lived it, not me. From my perspective, what I would say is I think our clients tend to come to us for us. It is one of those crazy laws of the aesthetics universe. Our clients oftentimes reflect our own personalities or energies. And 
your clients are really going to come to you for what makes you you. As cheesy as it sounds, they'll come to you for your gifts, your strengths, your energy, your business, how you maintain it, your niche, and your specialty. I myself actually have a male mentor, Douglas Preston, and he's also my esthetician. So never once was his gender really a part of my thought process. I never thought I want to see him because he is a male. I never thought I don't want to see him because he's a male. Gender for me is not a deciding factor at all. It is a non-issue, but I see Douglas because of his expertise, his knowledge, and because he really specializes in acne, which for me is very well managed these days, but Douglas was a crucial person in my aesthetics path. He has taught me so much about acne and he has really helped me to treat and manage my own acne. So yeah, I love him. He's such a shining star. There are also many, many more male SDs I want to shout out, but I'll put them in the show notes. And they're such great people. They bring so much to the aesthetics table, but just know I think you're going to have no problem finding amazing, amazing clients who appreciate you for you. And, you know, I think there are elements of being a man, a guy that you could use to your your strength, um, speaking of your physical capabilities. And there are also a lot of women you can learn from in this industry when it comes to things that you feel like you might be lacking or, you know, not super understanding of. So you can both draw upon your own experience while learning from all of the incredible women that make up this industry too. So I hope that was helpful on some level on Grace. Again, feel free to reach out to the estheticians I will list in the show notes and they're very, very kind, nice, helpful people. So I'm sure they would love to chat to you. And I think there's also some room for support within a little group of guys to lean on each other and you know talk about the things that might be unique to your male experience. But I hope that was helpful, Andres. And thank you so much for your question. Thank you to everyone who submitted questions for this week's episode. And thank you so, so much for listening. I love and appreciate you. You are truly like my family. I love hearing your feedback on these episodes, seeing your shares on social media truly makes my day. So don't forget to tag me at my SD Tessa. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll talk to you guys again next week.